Well, hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of April 12th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, it is always great to be with you. How's it going? Hey, Jenny. Great to be back with you as well this week as we drove on past the Easter holiday weekend. And we are now navigating into the second week of April. That's right. And I know that we are coming up or approaching on quite a milestone for carriers. Not necessarily the best of news, but certainly one that we have kept in mind. That's right, Jenny. This past weekend also marks a year since the so-called freight recession. From April 10th of last year to this past Monday, rates have dropped just about 30% overall. And that is a really big impact specifically for small to mid-sized carriers. Just think, last year carriers, at this point in time, were getting about $2.33 line haul rate per mile. And this year, the national average is sitting at just $1.63 rate per mile. Now that is a pretty significant drop that we saw take place over the last 12 months. And Jenny, we're going to get into it, but nothing is looking on the upside for carriers even as we continue to navigate the beginning of produce season this year. And really what we've been exploring over the last week or so is where will the cycle change, right? We're just coming off of a two-year cycle of a carrier-favored market, but is that going to change anytime soon? This past week also set a new record low in tender rejections. That's right, Jenny. I did not think it was going to happen. I've said this a couple episodes ago, but we are now below 3% tender rejections. We saw tender rejections start dropping towards the end of March, and since the beginning of April, we've continued to see tender rejections fall. Now, rates have fallen as well, but not as significant as tender rejections. As rates closed out last week, April 7th, at $1.63 per mile on the line haul side. A lot of people are anticipating fuel to start increasing, but since last week, we really haven't seen much of an impact on fuel prices just yet. So we're going to keep the pulse there. That's right. You know, part of being a consumer in the supply chain is also looking for these on-the-ground indicators. And quite frankly, when I went to go fill up my, my car the other day, I didn't really see much of a change specifically for uh, diesel. So we'll keep an eye on that. Like you said, you know what it's time for, the regional breakdown. Where are we starting, Maze? Well, Jenny, as always, I'm going to start in the region of the home of Transfix. The Northeast. All right, Maze, let's get into it. We are well into spring at this point. Now we continue to see softening happening in the Northeast. This is especially for freight heading down south in the Southeast. That has not changed since the last time we spoke. More notably, we're seeing the larger freight markets experience larger decreases week over week. Now I do not see any change coming as we continue to drive through spring the Midwest and Northeast will continue their downward fall. It's that bottom that you keep mentioning, but while we're on the subject, why don't we move over to the Midwest? Very similar to the Northeast, we continue to see softening markets. This week, I do believe we're going to see the largest decrease week of a week come from the Midwest. The Bowling Green market, though, just north of the Nashville market, is one area that remains to be stubborn and really it's that domino effect coming out of the Nashville market but we will likely see this continue to soften this week. Now, important to call out, rates going back to the West Coast out of the Midwest, which have been difficult lanes recently, are starting to see some easing. And we're gonna get into why when we touch upon the West Coast. Okay, but before we do that, why don't we jump over to the coastal region? We're continue to see 
different messages from the coastal region, mainly within the short hauls and city local runs. The shorter the haul, the higher the rates are starting to see some increases, especially in South Carolina. Now, overall, the coastal region is seeing the rate decline week over week, but keep an eye on shorter and local runs, especially again in the South Carolina markets and even along the coastline of North Carolina. All right, now why don't we jump over to the southeast area where, Mays, I know you're located out with a lot of our transfixers out in the Atlanta office as well. Now, the southeast has been sending mixed messages lately. That's for sure. One week, we kind of feel like we're hearing some pressure coming out of the southeast, especially in Florida, that throw red flags about produce season. And then the next week, we start feeling softness. Well, that's happened again. This week, we are continuing to see some easing, especially in northern Florida. The main area of concern throughout the Southeast is kind of what I was talking about in the Midwest. It's the Nashville market. This market continues to tighten over the last two weeks, though I do believe that some of this was due to some of the storms over the last couple of weeks. And this week, we'll actually start seeing that loosening happened. That's why, again, in the Midwest, I believe Bowling Green, Kentucky's market will also see declining rates. And I know we're specifically going to keep an eye on the Florida markets as well, because obviously that is a big indicator of the produce season market. Now, Jenny, let's head over to the West Coast. This is where we have experienced the most changes over the last week. Since the last time we talked, parts of California, especially Northern California, have seen some tightening with rates increase in markets such as San Francisco and Sacramento. Now, in Southern California and the Pacific Northwest, we continue to see that easing. But most notably, let's jump over to Arizona and New Mexico. Both of these states border the Mexico-US border, and we are seeing tightening capacity, especially in the Tucson and Phoenix markets. Now, instantly, yes, I want to say it's because of produce, but I think after what we've seen in Florida the past couple weeks, let's wait before we make any calls there. But I do want to jump up to Colorado. Colorado has been a pain point for capacity in the last couple of weeks, most likely due to the weather that we've continued to experience through the month of March. But in the last two weeks, especially this past week, we've continued to see loosening markets. And this is somewhere that shippers can look to drive down rates. Now, carriers, freight heading back to the West Coast is getting easier because you are starting to see some pressure in some of the West Coast markets. So let's move on over to the South. I know we've called out some tightness in the specifically uh, bordering region of the South. Have we seen any change over the last week or so? It hasn't changed so much in Southern Texas and Western Texas. There's markets along the border like El Paso and Laredo, but it is notable to call out Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston, as these are the larger freight markets by volume. And we are seeing loosening. This is a great sign for shippers. For carriers, it is difficult out there to find markets that are going to pay you a premium right now. And every single week, these markets are really shifting. There's no continuous trend of markets tightening, which makes it difficult for a carrier who is relying on the spot market to optimize their revenue by heading towards tighter markets. This week, it's Phoenix and Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Northern California. But these are all new, and that is why it's so difficult for carriers who rely on the spot market to optimize their revenue 
heading into these markets. And we're going to keep on giving the same advice to our carrier listeners here. This is the time to really lean into your shipper partners when it comes to that contracted freight that it's going to keep your business afloat. Because honestly, we don't really have an idea of when rates are going to bottom out at this point. Right, Maze? I continue to think that we're very close to getting there. But to my surprise, we continue to see rates decline. And this is most likely, as we stated many times before, due to larger asset and national fleets going as low as they need to to just secure freight for backhauls. And it doesn't look like this is going to stop anytime soon with tender rejections this past week falling below 3%, which we haven't seen. Now, do you think we're going to see more of that as we carry over into the next week through the month? What are, what are you thinking about, Mays? I would not be surprised if we are not hearing much different than we've heard this past week. Rates will continue to go down. Tender rejections, I would probably say stay stagnant. And produce season does not look like it's going to be putting much pressure on capacity this year. All right. All things that we will certainly report on next week in an all new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.